Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, January seventh, twenty nineteen. I am your host, Will Hunter. Joined. Oh, by... Will, Will, the perfect game's <laughs> over. The perfect game's over. You, you twenty nineteen us. Did I say twenty nineteen? Yeah, the perfect oh, game's no. over. You, you made it. You made it three or four innings <laughs> into the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. Valiant effort, though. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I, I figured it's best coming from me than someone on uh, Twitter. So, yeah, sorry, bud. Wait, someone on Twitter would try to correct me? Is that what you're trying to say? Someone on um, Twitter would be like, well, actually. Yeah, yeah. That that seems to happen once every few weeks on Twitter. It's, it's rare, but yeah, it can happen. That yeah. is so strange. That has literally mm-hmm. never happened to me in the last five minutes of me being no. on Twitter. <laughs> no, certainly not. Preposterous to even think that could happen. Preposterous. It is, of course, the year 2020. Hope you still yeah. have your 2020 vision like Drake and, I don't know, J. Cole. Who else is corny? Um, sure. Apologies if you like those musicians. They're fine. I shouldn't be yeah, taking yeah. shots at them like that. They get the job done. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. They, uh-huh. They're just, they're fine. Uh, it is the year 2020. Mm-hmm. This is Locked on Spartans. My name is Will Hunter. That's Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's up? I, I just got to talk about this crazy dream I had last night. Yeah, I, let's I had an it. insane dream that uh, Stephen Izzo dribbled out the clock in a game against uh, Michigan, which is pretty strange. That is so. I'm going to have to have like. That's bizarre because that's never going to happen. No, and I feel like I got to like visit a, like a psychologist or something to have the dream analyzed sure. to see what it really means. Um, yeah, it, it was weird. So that happened then, like at the end of the dream, like it was an 18 point win in the dream. And then after um, everyone just complained about the refs for some reason, which I, I know can't happen in an 18 point defeat. But uh, yeah, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm trying to shake that dream off. It was kind of weird, but other than that, I'm doing great. It would be very tough to complain about officiating mm-hmm. uh, if your team lost by, let's just say, 18 points. Not anything specific. Hi- all hypothetical, yeah, right? Hypothetical. Right. A hypothetical 18 point loss. Mm-hmm. That's kind of tough to to complain about officiating. You would think. Well, especially when those set officials put your team in the bonus with fourteen oh four left in the second half. Again, all all completely hypothetical. But yes. yeah, it would just be a weird hill to die on. Um but hey, I mean teach their own, I guess. I, I mean guess. again, all hypothetical if people are doing that. I haven't seen anything like that. No. Um, no, 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 no. Probably never will. And no. especially from the fan base of the most recent team we played that would just be way out of character for them um but yeah so that's uh yeah i guess by my last 24 hours not to name any specific teams or fan bases but fans of that specific certain team Mm -hmm. would never no have never would never no no, frankly i'm offended on their behalf that you would even insinuate yeah that's out of drag them into the conversation like they would ever do anything like that it's irresponsible (laughs) I, I know better. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Will. Speaking of something that's not irresponsible, Segway. <sighs> yeah, that's a good one. Is this the is this the topic that's going to make me sad? This is the topic that's going to make you sad. Um, we're going to talk about this here, and then later in the show, we're going to talk about Michigan State basketball, kind of where they fit into the Big Ten. They're number one in the standings right now. Are they going to hang out there? Who's our, you know, who are legitimate threats to Michigan State? So we'll do kind of a Big Ten basketball roundup. Uh, to end the show today, but we need to talk about something that I don't think has really made a ton of waves 
so far, but should be making more. Maybe it's just apathy that it's not, uh, or maybe it's the location of where this was said. But here's mm-hmm. where we're at. Mm-hmm. Graham Couch, um, yes. known columnist for Lansing State Journal, has been yes. around the Michigan State basketball and football programs a long time, is very mm-hmm. plugged in, well-informed, and generally, aside from like his AP ballot, mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't going to do something that's going to make him look foolish, right? Especially not Ooh. in the journalistic side. That's a nice tease because uh, I was going to bring up his AP ballot style later, but that's <laughs> uh, that's what we call in the industry a tease uh, for you there. This is a Graham Couch Power Hour uh, brought to you by Graham Couch, <laughs> by the way. He's going to be brought up in two segments at least this episode, but yes, I'm sorry. Go on. Sure. Journalistically, he's not going to do anything that's like wacky irresponsible. So when, when Graham says something about Michigan State um, and it, it, it is in the neighborhood of reporting, I tend to pay attention and listen and yeah. believe him. Um, because he is well sourced mm-hmm. on his show, the couch in the rube, which I think you can listen to 10 to 12. I don't know where it seems like a radio show, but it's on the internet. Technology is weird. It's a hybrid. They got yeah. a podcast too. Um, Graham said, and mm-hmm. I, I want to be very clear here uh, how I, we talk about this because this is not a report, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, and Graham knows that he would have done it differently and it would have been you know report you got it oh i hear him something i need to confirm it with multiple sources before i trust it to actually make it a report this isn't risen to the level of that but correct he's got a source within the football program that he trusts um and remember graham was the first one to say like yeah this d'antonio press conference they're just going to reshuffle the entire offensive staff yep he he had that one first Mm -hmm. um so he's been locked in on this before and said his source on this is someone who he trusts and is always right uh, when it comes to things like this. So with all that as precursor context, Graham said his source is telling him that barring anyone leaving, which we'll get into the semantics of that, there are no planned changes for football assistants, football staff members on the Michigan State University football team for the 2020 season. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I may- would love to no, just go ahead, be like go a, ahead. I'm sorry. I would love to be like a spitting angry fan. Like, how could he do this? But yeah. I, let me tell you, like, end of the season, he just dodged a question all year. Which during the season, fine. That, that's an okay question to dodge. I understand how you wouldn't want to talk about how you're going to ask your friends uh, at the yeah. end of the season. But in between the regular season and the Bulls, which was – you know, probably an appropriate time to let some people go. Uh, we heard nothing. Ever since the bowl season, we heard nothing. It is right now, as we are recording January 6th, and so far from the Mark D'Antonio camp, we have heard... What do you think that means if we haven't heard anything on January 6th? Like, of, of course. Of course the guy who is well, well, well known for being stubborn, a 63-year-old head coach that is known for being stubborn, isn't going to make a change. Like, yeah, it, the writing's starting to become clear on the wall in Sharpie that 
nothing's going to happen. And you guys are all suckers for thinking that anything was ever going to happen. So, yep, count me in. Uh, count me part of that group I was hoping and, I, I got to admit, thinking that some things would change. But, wow, no, it ends up that the 63-year-old head coach that has never let anyone go on his staff, and we could all act like Dan Roshar wasn't fired. Okay, fine, whatever. Or, no, no, Dan Roshar walked away. He, he took a running back coach's job with the New Orleans Saints. Right, that, that's that's right. We we could all. <sighs> it's just not going to happen. So the move last year, just for reference, was made January tenth. That was the the day of the press conference. So we're not quite to that point, but I'm tend to I, I tend to side with you that yeah we haven't heard much. Not much is going to be happening. Um. And yeah, I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't incredibly annoying and incredibly frustrating. But at the same time, we've talked about this. We talked about this at the end of the season. Uh, what was my official prediction was like Bowman retires. Maybe someone mm-hmm. else uh, gets hired somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the old Rauscher thing. Um, yep. It's a, it's a guy in his mid 60s who uh, doesn't want to hurt his friend's feelings. Uh, clearly. That means more to him. Loyalty means more to him than yep. the health of the program. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess, I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think that can be disputed based on his actions. Um, it, it'd be insane to try to dispute it, I think. I think it, I <laughs> I mean, think it would it's be... It's very clear where he stands on all this. I think Mark D'Antonio would dispute it. I think Mark D'Antonio thinks that he's doing right by the program. But it's very obvious that he hasn't. Um, and yeah. Is 2012 the worst season in MSU football history? Because like now, like ever since we went 7-6 in that year and then <laughs> won the Rose Bowl the very next year, like that's been the talking point of either A, D'Antonio, or B, every like D'Antonio disciple, I, I suppose you can call it. That's like, well, well, we went 7-6 uh, and six in 2012 and then won the Rose Bowl next year. Like, okay. And I know I've said it a thousand times in this podcast, and I'll say it 1,001 times. Um Last year was supposed to be our 2012 mm. year. This year was supposed to be the Rose Bowl year. We weren't supposed to have two of these years in a row, especially with all this talent returning off a team. That won 10 games in the Holiday Bowl two years prior. Like We could all live in this fantasy land like everything's going to be okay and everything mirrors 2012 and 2013. It clearly didn't this year, and that's the year it was supposed to happen. So, all well. Uh, D'Antonio says that 7-6 and six, uh, is the absolute baseline. It's uh, the bottom of the goal chart basically and he's not going to do anything to fix it so yeah i know i can't wait uh for just an incredible year of msu football next year as we go uh probably four and eight right i mean i I feel like that's in bounds maybe it is indisputable (laughs) it is indisputable that seven Mm -hmm. and six is now the standard for michigan state football seven and six d'antonio could say it's the bare minimum Mm -hmm. but when you bare minimum back to back two years off of a three and nine and don't yep. change anything. Don't You're change not a serious program. Yep. That's not that. It ceases to be the bare minimum. That is the standard. That's a standard, and you're outing yourself officially as a Mickey Mouse program yep. that doesn't take football seriously. So, High school, oh well. I I mean that was a nice little five year run that we had. I mean I'm not gonna lie. It was oh, great. it was so I, fun. It, it was, was it best. was it was a blast. It, it was it was amazing. Um, yeah. I mean. It's well, over. What, what, what can you say? It's I mean, it's it's over. Um, let's p- 
pause just for a second. We're going to continue with this. I got plenty more to say uh, oh, about the subject. Uh, if you didn't notice, I just yelled high school out of the middle of nowhere. We're going <laughs> to talk about what I mean by that uh, and, and get into this a little bit more and, this, and sort of parse the semantics of it. So mm-hmm. we'll do that here in just a second. All right. So let's just jump right back into talking about what has become a high school program. It's like East Lansing South. Like we got East what Lansing a, High, we got East Lansing South yeah. Spartans. What a juxtaposition from yesterday's episode. This is what? Wow. Oh, blame Graham. <laughs> this is Graham's fault. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know what's I don't know what's worse. Honestly, I, I don't. And maybe we can talk about what's worse. Going 7 and 6 twice, back to back 7 and 6, 2 years removed from 3 and 9. You're basically a 500 program. Uh, over the last four years, haven't even come close to sniffing a Big Ten. Don't even start with the 2017 team. I don't care. They lost by 40 in the game that they had to win to win the Big Ten. They yeah, lost by yeah. 40. They weren't anywhere near contention. No, zero. No, I'm sorry, not zero. One top 25 win in the last two years yes. as well. One, t- a- one top 25 win. Um, continuously and routinely embarrassing themselves. Like falling flat on their face. Looking terrible, getting blown out by Michigan. Being oh, the, the Wisconsin game was close. I mean, the Ohio State game was fine. Penn State, we were right there till the bitter end. I mean, come, it wasn't that bad. Will, come on, just like that's the other, the bare that's the bare minimum. Okay, so getting absolutely housed by every team with a pulse you play and winning the pinstripe bowl—that's the bare minimum. Sweet, that would like <laughs> dope if that happened. At a legitimate program with real oh, name any program. self-respect. Name any program, yeah. The the coach would be shot out of a cannon into the Canadian Football League. Or he would shoot his assistants out of the cannon. Someone's getting put in a cannon. Someone is getting watched. put into a yeah. cannon and mm-hmm. fired out of the cannon. So I don't yeah. know. I don't Coming off of that, coming yes. off of all that and, and all the talk, mm-hmm. the program win hats. Mm-hmm. And just being a, a, a Mickey Mouse program in every sense of the word. Yeah. I don't know what's more embarrassing. Not doing anything. Not looking at all that and be like, this is fine. You know, just being mm-hmm. the living incarnation of the fire dog meme. Yes. Right? Yes. Just the living mm-hmm. incarnation of that. Is it that? Or is it when you actually do make changes, you refuse to fire your friends and instead... Make sure they get hired somewhere else. Like, oh, they're leaving us for this great opportunity. They're taking a demotion and pay and, and roll, but this is a great opportunity. Oh, they're retiring. Like, the refusal to hurt the feelings of a friend. And by the way, um, I think it's incredibly disrespectful to someone like, just say, uh, Mark Staten, whatever, or Dave Warner, to mm-hmm. imply that, A, they can't handle being fired. Their friendship can't handle being fired. B, they would be just totally incapable of doing anything professionally without this job. I, I have to keep them here and support them. Like, that is just, just I think they understand the deal and can handle uh, getting fired. I would think. If they're not, you know, maybe pick a different profession. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, that sounds like a good maybe. Uh, plan A for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe have uh, better coaches that could handle that that understand the mm. realization of their job and maybe they'll be better coaches when they actually fear getting fired although i, I don't want to like fear getting fired when, when getting fired is a i don't i don't want to say use fear 
Like, I'm not trying to say that. I get what you're saying, and, like, being, I, I get you're not trying to be extreme, yeah. but, like, you are right. Being like, fired yeah, is... As, as yeah. brutal as it sounds, you are right. Being fired. So, like, when we go to work, our, our, our normal jobs, part of it is, like, all right, I'm doing this to get money, certainly. I'm doing this because... Um, I like doing this. I have, I work with some friends, a good group. It's a decent way to spend some time. Um, you know, hopefully you get some sort of like, I'm proud of the work I did. I feel good about myself because I went to work today, provided, did this. Like, those are all the reasons to go to work and do a good job. There's also Mm -hmm. somewhere certainly in there. If I do a bad job, something bad's going to happen. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to, you know, not be able to feed my family. I'm not going to be able to feed myself. I'm not going to feel good about the work I do if I'm just slopping around and I get fired. So mm-hmm. with, without that, if you take that away, take away the risk of removal from the job, mm-hmm. that's a pretty important thing. That's a pr- it's not the primary motivation, but it's absolutely a motivation. And if you're just like making bank, Real with your buddies, not have if you're basically working on an Adam Sandler movie and you don't have to worry about it, it's not a shock that the product suffers a little bit. No, no, it's not. So, I don't know what's more embarrassing, I don't know what's more ridiculous the refusal to change, or when you do make tiny little tweaks, just making sure you coddle your friends, coddle your buddies, make sure they're okay. With how it it's, goes. It's A. A, a, is, a is way more embarrassing. And also, like, it, it comes to a point, and you could check me if I'm being too extreme here. At some point, you're, you're just an a-hole to your fans and your oh, donors yeah. and everything like that. This is a slap like, in the face. It is. It, 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 tr- it truly is. Like, hey, thank you for all your support. Thank you, season ticket holders. Thank you, donors, for everything that you funnel into this program. Your unwavering support. Um, I know that we played our last game in front of roughly 20,000 people. Um, in a baseball field! Yeah. Oh, I was just talking about the Spartan Stadium game. I, I was, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> we're going to do that and do it all over again. Um, but anyway, if you guys can still donate your hard-earned money and everything like that, that'd be awesome because I like these 10 people that are mediocre at best at coaching football. So mm-hmm. thank you, guys. Uh, that'd be great. Um, I don't mean to go all... Um, oh, I'm just an outspoken fan and angry podcast guy. But like, if if this does in fact happen, where he doesn't make any changes yeah. on the coaching and, staff, yeah, we should reemphasize that this is not official, right? But we're but, I, I'm trusting it's a good source. It's a it's a coming from it's good information. I think it's coming well, from it, something reputable, and it seems right. And, and just take even the source away too. Yeah. Just like the writing on the wall. Context I mean, clues, this exactly. Is, Right, just knowing who Mark D'Antonio is and the way he operates. I mean, for better or for worse, uh, secret, we're in the worst portion of that <laughs> right now. Uh, if anyone hasn't caught on by now. Um, but yeah, not to be like angry fan or angry podcast or like, oh, I, I'm just outraged. Like, there's no way. There's 0% chance, zero that I can renew season tickets next year. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a four figure, five figure donor. You know, I just, I, I, I pay the, the minimum and then I get the second lowest scholarship level to sit 40 rows up in the end zone. But you know what? Like that's still, that's still about 750 bucks that I'm just dumping down the drain where I could have gone to every game this year. And I did the math. I did the math. Cause I'm a sick person. I could have gone to every game this year based on StubHub. For about $90 total on this season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, excuse me for not paying uh, hundreds of dollars for a product that is definitely yeah. not going to improve next year if this stands. Will I support the team? Are you 
yeah, of course I'm going to support the team. I'm a sick person. I can never <laughs> go away from this team. I can never stop rooting for MSU. I will be there every Saturday. But you know what? I'm going to be there every Saturday for $10 or lower this year. And do you know where my money's not going to go? It's not going to go to the athletic department that's hiring a football coach that refuses to make changes to make his, uh, I don't know, his football team better. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I like seeing a good product on the field. It's great. You know what else I like? I kind of like saving my money and directing it to things that make sense, which I did not do last year. And boy, you best believe I lost some sleep on that by about eh, week four right after the Arizona State <laughs> game. I realized that was a mistake that I renewed those season tickets. So, it's, yeah. That's, it's uh, totally flying in the face and taking advantage of people like you uh, who mm-hmm. are very passionate and like yes. genuinely love. Sick people, yes. Yeah, and it's. It's like you have such college and pro are different. There's such Mm -hmm. a connection because of the formative years of your life that you spend at a place for the most part. And Mm -hmm. not everyone's like that, but you know, like growing up in Michigan, there's the Michigan, Michigan state aspect. And if you're Mm -hmm. a Spartan, you're a Spartan, like for life, you just stick around. And a lot of the fans, a lot of the people in the, in the stands went to the university and have that connection. And it's, it's taking advantage of it. And you mentioned you're in the, the lowest sort of version of the season ticket things. That's still, that's $750. I know what you do for a, a real living. I know mm-hmm. what your wife does for a real living. I, I think I have a general understanding. We're going to be okay financially. You, yes, you're, yeah, you're we're, a young, we're fine. Yeah, you're a young couple. You both work minimal billage right now. No kids. You're, mm-hmm. you're financially flexible and okay. Not everyone is like that. There are families Correct. that have season ticket packages who are like, well, we got it. You know, I, I'm putting, I'm working a few extra overtime hours every single week leading up so I can afford the season ticket plan. I'm doing this. Honey, can you pick up an extra shift or two this month? Yeah, I got it. I want to yeah. be able to to take the kids to the games. That I think is a very common scenario for a lot of people yeah. where it's like, you know, we're not killing ourselves to get to the game, but it's certainly... Uh, you know, some sort of inconvenience. We're having Wait, to an do extra, extra. five hundred dollars yes. would be nice. Like an that, extra, that would be nice like, at the end of the yes, day. <laughs> an extra thousand dollars to get my family of five there. An extra fifteen hundred dollars. Right. You know, that is a legitimate expense, and it's something that I'm sure people don't take lightly. And if anybody was like, you know what, I'm out this mm-hmm. year. I'm not working the extra overtime shift, or maybe I'm working it, and I'm going to take my kids. To out to dinner, we're gonna do a nice family dinner once a week. Go to like an indoor water park for a weekend. We're gonna take go go to Traverse City with with the misses. I mean, yeah, just do literally anything that's not watching (laughs) a team blow a twenty-eight-three lead. And you know what? We'll we'll go to three or four games this year. We'll get them on StubHub. We'll pay a total of two hundred and fifty dollars instead of fifteen hundred, and we'll use that thousand dollars elsewhere. If anybody does that, I don't blame them one bit. It's no, hundred percent. Like it's yeah. it's it's time. It's beyond time. People say, "Well, we can't do anything. We don't have a voice in this. It's just the administration does what it wants." There's not an athletic director that doesn't not spill mustard on his shirt every yeah. single Saturday. Th- that's the voice that you have, and, and and donors at our level aren't calling any shots either. I mean, yeah. we're we're just small cogs <laughs> in this machine. Like they they like they don't care, and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm a, I'm an adult enough to realize that like. <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the day, psh, who cares? I mean, yeah. yeah, we're not the ones running this place. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be literally insane to renew, mm-hmm. right? I I think it would be kind of – I don't know why 
you would do it unless it's just that much of fabric of your life that you can't escape it. And I'm not saying go do it, but if you that that's your voice, that's how you demonstrate your displeasure with a situation like this. If I was in that boat, I would do the same thing as you. I'm not. Um, and if anyone does that, like I said, I don't blame them one iota. It's a totally uninspired way to go about this. And it's totally, it just, it's taking advantage of people's pride and love and passion for the place. Um, the people that still have it, at least. Yeah, the I people mean, that still have it. After you've beaten it to the ground the last two years. Yeah. The, the people that are still here. So It's yeah. just, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, and why would I expect anything to change? Why would I expect any sort of turnaround? Like, maybe they win nine games, but I'm not expecting that. Seven and six is the standard. It's a new standard, Matt. Sure is. Eight or nine wins next year would be a hell of a season. I would I would lose my mind if that happened. <laughs> that's, but that's for a different discussion. That that that's for that's for like July when uh, the fever pitch comes back, yeah. and I'm like, ah, maybe we can steal back to back games against Michigan, Ohio State. But no, uh, we'll we'll no. Uh, shelf that for yeah. a few months. Um, and f- four years off the playoff. Four years off the playoff. Four years off of a run that has literally only been matched. By Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, and Oregon. I did the I did the math. I did the story. Mm. If you want to read it, Mark D'Antonio recruiter, just search it. Spartans Wire. Read it. Coming off a run that was uh, had slotted Michigan State into the top five teams in college football. Coming off that run, seven and six is the standard, and that is disappointing as hell. I I need. I need basketball talk. <laughs> We're going to do it. Let's I need it. let's talk about um, the Michigan State basketball team rounding really into form, um, which is fantastic to see for a million different reasons. Um, but we'll talk about a, a number of those reasons uh, throughout the week here. But I, I think it's it's good idea to talk about kind of where they sit within the Big Ten right now because uh, the Big Ten is pretty awesome. It may not be getting the due that it deserves, but like empirically – uh, it's really great, and Michigan State is sitting atop of it. So we'll do that here uh, in just a second. All right, final segment of the day. It'll be a little bit quicker because that ran long, but I think it's understandable that it ran long. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got carried away with some no, of the ranting no. there, as I do about football. No, like so. that, that stuff is like, I think a lot of people are going to listen to that and be like, yeah, this is like, it's it, lunacy lunacy it's insulting that's what it is it's freaking insulting all right so the big 10 is actually uh tell me if here i'll I'll ask i'll just ask you do you have ken palm uh i don't but i have a standings thing that has number 11 ohio state at one and two and uh (laughs) iowa at one and two who i think are legit teams in the big 10 so that enough says how powerful (laughs) this big 10 is going to be this year so ken palm ranks the conferences Based on average, you know, like what do you need to be a 500 team in a certain conference? How good do you have to be? That's how they rank it. And the Big Ten, where do you think they fit in there? Out of all the conferences, where would you have them ranked? Mm, I would rank them second, um, just behind the ACC, because I think the ACC is always legit, whatever. Um, But I I, I don't know. I bet Ken Palm's got something wacky like the SEC up there for some reason. You, oh no, Big East! You're I'm sorry. way wrong. Big East is up Big there. East. Big Ten is number one yeah. by. A, a, they are okay. Yeah, Big gotcha. Ten is number one by a like a point and a half margin, basically, which is 
uh i don't like it's a solid gap you know it's the gap between um michigan state and butler like that kind of Mm -hmm. quality like it's a decent size gap um so yeah big 10's number one big 12 is number two big east is third acc is fourth sec is fifth the bottom of the acc is a disaster yeah that's true yeah but even those disastrous teams are beating the okay ones like Georgia Tech over North Carolina every once in a while. So yeah, well, North Carolina's bad. North Carolina's fifty eighth. Big Ken bad. Palm. Like yeah, yeah, they just they're not. I shouldn't say it's a disaster. It's just not. Great. Are they missed the tournament bad? You think Carolina? Yeah, they are. See, I thought so too, they but are. like that's just a crazy thing to say out loud. I know, you know? Like, but they are. And if Cole Anthony, it, like we're getting off track here. If Cole Anthony doesn't come back, like locked in for them, which he might not because he's going to be a top five pick. Yeah, um, they're done. And even if he comes back, they might not make the tournament. So that is a uh, big yikes territory. It is big that. yikes territory. Let's run through uh, just the the teams on Ken Palm rating. So this is their okay. national spot. Michigan State is third. Maryland is eighth. Penn State twenty one. Wisconsin twenty four. Rutgers forty three. Purdue twenty three. Illinois thirty three. Minnesota thirty seven. Ohio State four. Michigan 18, Iowa 20, Indiana 42. Then you have Nebraska Northwestern at 155 and 108. Okay, so, I can see how the Big Ten's at the top now. That's, <laughs> all right, the, those were a lot of low numbers. Yeah, <laughs> the top 10. Every single team in the top 10 of mm-hmm. the con- or the top 12. There's 14 teams in the conference. The top 12 teams in the conference, the worst one is Rutgers at adjusted efficiency metric of 43. The 43rd best team by the numbers this season. And they're, you know, the worst of that group. We can throw out Nebraska yeah. Northwestern. Yeah, sorry guys. Thanks yeah, for playing. But, but like, yep. you've got number three, number four, number eight, and then you've got like every team in the 20s. <laughs> like, it's yep. a really good conference this year. And Michigan State is the only undefeated team. Maryland's got one loss. Penn State, Wisconsin, or Rutgers all have one loss. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Maryland will contend, certainly. I, Wisconsin, no, but they're solid. But I don't. I think they're going to lose some games. Same with Rutgers. Uh, same with Penn State, although Penn State's going to make the tournament this year. Like, Michigan yep. State's got a pretty good advantage on the other teams that I would consider real contenders. Ohio State, they just beat Michigan head-to-head. I don't think Iowa's quite there. Maybe Purdue sneaks back up there, but like they're in a really good spot. They're the best team in the conference, and they're in a really good position just with not dropping that early season game like everybody else did. Right. Now, this is where we get to the tease earlier of the old Graham Couch AP ballot. Mm-hmm. Now, what what do you not like about the uh, Graham Couch AP ballot, <laughs> if, if, if you will? Um... So I just sort of know how he fills it out. I'm actually kind of okay with not – I think he goes too far. But I I like the logic of like I want to see you beat somebody real on the road before I give you respect. I'm kind of okay with that thinking. Although at some point you're like, all right, this this Duke team is clearly – like not this year, but this was last year. This Duke Mm -hmm. team's pretty clearly the best – team in the country one of the top five for sure maybe i should rank them that way even though they haven't gone on the road yet see and this is one of like graham obviously has a lot of opinions i mean he's a, he's a columnist. columnist for crying out loud professional so, opinion haver and he he backs them up he, he does not back down from them they're strong opinions and i i, I love him for it 
And yeah, he does have the strong opinion that your season in college basketball really doesn't start until you play a true road game. Mm-hmm. I won't even rank you if you don't play a true <laughs> road game, he says. So this is kind of where I'm at with uh, MSU. Obviously, we're 4-0, the only 4-0 team, undefeated team in the Big Ten. However, the, in the back of my head, it is sitting that, you know what? MSU really hasn't played a road game yet. And I know we're all going to say, oh, they went to Northwestern. Uh, uh, uh. They they went to Evanston. I'm just going to go ahead and, um, I'm sorry, guys, count that as like a neutral court game. And against, just like you're saying, what are they ranked in Ken Palm? 586th or something like that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, that's not really inspiring basketball. So, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. MSU clicking looks so good. But, Man is life hell on the road in college basketball. And hell is not hotter <laughs> than Mackie Arena, which is where we got to go Sunday. So that is truly – and I know Purdue Just... is coming off a 37-point <laughs> yeah. game. I know they scored 37 points in a regulation game of basketball. However, so bad. traveling on the road, like, man, MSU has got a gauntlet coming up. Starting with the Purdue game, it's – okay, one, two, three. It's, yeah, six of their next – Nine games, mm-hmm. uh, starting with Purdue yeah. on the road. So it's going to be yep. a gauntlet. Now, am I? You know, obviously, I never thought that MSU was going to be undefeated in the Big Ten. That would just be insanity to to think that. But could they catch? I don't know, four or five losses in the Big Ten. Sure, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that life is great right now. But man, one time for Graham Couch, like I'm, I'm waiting for these road games. I'm waiting for these road games. I'm I'm sorry to be Debbie Downer. You could play the Debbie Downer horn. Um, or, Will they be okay? Or, Fine. Yeah, or, they're not, they're not going to lose all six of those road games in that pocket. No, but like, man, oh man. You, um, you and Jeff Goodman, for oh, do, oh, don't do this Jeff to me. Goodman, oh. No, 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 no. I'm going to do this to you because it's crap. You and Jeff Goodman need to just look at the game Michigan State played on Thursday, November 14th. November 14th. What was that? One? Seton Hall. Oh, that was a great one. Like, that Michigan State one. hasn't beaten anybody on the road yet. Michigan State hasn't had a resume. Like, Seton Hall is number 19 in Ken Palm. They beat right. Maryland without their best player. Like, Seton Hall is a really good team. Seton Hall is first in the Big East, which is a really good conference. Seton Hall might win the Big East. It's going to be them or Butler. Seton Hall is going to be a top four or five seed and and not overall, but like in the NCAA tournament, as long as Miles Powell stays healthy, mm-hmm. Seton Hall's a really good team. Michigan State beat them on the road. That is a quality road win. It is, it is. But also, like, there's four teams in the Big Ten that have just one loss. All those losses are on the road. Yeah, sure. So, like, yeah, we're, we're off to a great start. Four and zero, getting a head start on things. Boys are looking incredible. Yeah, within but the conference, man, they they have not road gone as hell, on, man. With the, within the conference, they have not gone on the road. You're absolutely right. But to say they haven't been road tested I, I, makes me want to fight you. Um, they they have road tested in conference. Road tested in conference, they have not. But they are the best team in the conference. They have a really favorable schedule. Ohio State. They only play once at the Breslin Center to that end the season. Is clutch. That, that is, is so very clutch. clutch. <laughs> they got, of course, the home and home with Maryland. Um, they already beat Michigan. They're going to have to go on the road to beat Michigan. Um, Penn State, they have home and away. Like so, it's they're, they're, we're gonna find out if they're for real or not. Um, certainly, and, and you know Purdue, they only play on the road, so no home Purdue this year. 
Yeah. I, I think I just psychoanalyzed myself. And, like, the reason I brought all that up, I think, is just because I'm so scared for Sunday. Like, so, no disrespect to Minnesota, but I'm just going to disrespect <laughs> you right now. Um, I, I hate playing at Mackey. I mean, I know we talked about it last yeah. week, but, man, that – I, I feel like the, the the ball's tipped and the score's fifteen zero. <laughs> like just just put fifteen points on the board for Purdue. No, no matter how good or bad they are any given year, like that place is tough to play in. So it's not going to be fun to play Purdue <sighs> on the road. Purdue's really no. good defense. Purdue is the- struggling to score. Understandably, they lose Carson Edwards, mm-hmm. um, and I'm totally blanking on the other kid's name. That was a good shooter for them. Um, he's gone. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're really strong. I was going to say the only worst place to play on the road is like Wisconsin just because you know it's going to be a grinded out <laughs> slow game. But like that's what Purdue is now this year. So yeah. now now you get the Wisconsin style of basketball tied with Mackey Reyna. And Purdue, uh, Sunday, oh boy, yeah. I do not like the, Purdue has, <laughs> the look of this. Purdue is the number eight defense. They play at the 341st fastest pace. God, you know what? It's Wisconsin. That game. I'm just going to go ahead and skip that game, maybe. I'm just going to just find literally anything else to do noon on Sunday. So, <laughs> um, But I think in terms of where they're at right now, who their biggest contenders are, and how mm-hmm. the schedule lays out for them, I think they're in a phenomenal spot. Like, they're in a really, like, they should win the conference. And the way that, like, if you take recent form into it, too, they're playing really good basketball. And, yeah. you know, when you're relying on a senior and a junior, um, handful of sophomores, some other juniors, stuff like that. But generally, upperclassmen, eh, going on the road gets a little bit easier, right? Mm-hmm. They've gone on the road, won impossible games on the road the last few years. All of them have. Um, so that should make you feel a little bit better. But it's really it's tough for them to be in. Actually, it's not tough. It's impossible for them to be in a better spot than they are right now. I think I just have a problem. I, I, I just do. I just need to learn to enjoy things um, instead of just bracing myself yeah. for the worst. Um, but uh, do you know what? I'm not going to change. So sorry, everyone. Get over it. Um, <laughs> Michigan State's defense is actually better than it was last year in terms of adjusted efficiency. It's just everyone else is better because everyone sucks at offense this I, year. I, well, I also kind of believe that. Like they were, I thought, phenomenal on on the switches um, on Sunday. Yeah. Sure, did they have errors? Okay, yeah, of course they did. Who doesn't? But, like, man, I, I thought they were really clean off of, like, the switches and everything like that. But, they, yeah, for the most part, did a good job. Bingham got lost a couple times, especially on that awful... Yeah, team. that happens. <laughs> that's, that's, sad, like, that's just going to happen. Just, but uh, Standing there with his arms out, and DeJulius just curls around him. He's like, maybe you should pick that guy up. He's trying <laughs> Seeing his as his guy just best. had to run through a washing, like, a ringer <laughs> or car wash of screens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, they're... they're they're a good team. They're the best team in the conference um, by a slim margin right now. And they're easily the top tier. Like them, Ohio State, and Maryland, I think, are the three best teams by a decent margin. And they're in the best spot of any of those teams. And I'm just scared for the road. And you're scared so. for the road. That's uh, going to do it for us. We ran super long today. I blame Graham Couch. Uh, but thanks for the content, Graham. <laughs> yeah, one time. <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Locked on Spartans. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, we'll talk more basketball. I want to talk about um, just what Cassius Winston is doing and kind of put him into some context and then just kind of look at some other interesting factoids about this team. Uh, who's doing what? Who's been, you know, we'll talk about you know, the Gabe Brown's growth and, you know, what Xavier Tillman's doing a little bit more in depth than we've been able to because we don't have a specific game to talk about for tomorrow's show. So that's the plan. 
Hope you will join us again. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Matt, take us on home. I just want someone to hold me and tell me that everything is going to be okay. So uh, if anyone wants to do that, just reach out. All right. Thanks, guys. You guys are just all the best. All right. Bye. Toodles. So long.